I'm Colin. And I'm Megan. And this is Pet Sitter Sitter Confessional, Confessional, an open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Brought to you by Time to Pet. Hello and welcome back to another special Monday episode. Megan and I sometimes have our best conversations down in our kitchen where we're just kind of flying by the seat of our pants. So we were just doing that. We wanted to pause and come up here and hit record to let you in on some of the things that we were discussing and going back and forth on. So it's going to be fairly unedited and not a lot of format to this. So I hope you enjoy this conversation as we think through these questions. So Megan, you were saying... Yes. So taking care of sick patients, pets. So a lot of people are getting COVID-19 and they have pets and who is going to be providing service for them when they're in the hospital or um, like if you are the primary pet care provider and they don't have friends and family around, are you going to be willing to provide service for their pets? Is that something you're comfortable with or not? I I have seen this question come up a couple times in several of our Facebook groups, and it really comes down to assessing your risk factors. If you are in one of the groups that is at high risk for this, so if you're in that age bracket of 50 or or more. If you have asthma, my friend has asthma, and she's going to be locked inside for a few, few weeks. You would absolutely just have to say no to that kind of request. I think some other considerations would be, do you know how to effectively put on and remove personal protective equipment or sanitize yourself after leaving that situation? If you don't know how to properly remove gloves without further exposure, you need to learn about that and maybe practice before you dive right into that kind of area. Also sanitizing, sanitizing leashes and anything that you touch if you're going into a home. Where somebody was infected. Yeah. yeah, I know people have been meeting dogs outside and you and the pet sitter is using their own leash versus using the client's leash to decrease contamination as much as possible. And then sanitizing the leash in between dog visits. So using your own leash and not using the owner's leash to do the walk at that point. The other thing that I that comes up with this is regulations and laws. Currently, they're constantly changing, but when your city or your state goes on shelter in place, what does that mean? I think each state has different ideas of what an essential versus non-essential business is. Yeah. I mean, just Friday night, New York had said, the governor of New York had said that pet care businesses are in the essential group. And then Saturday morning, he came in and said, no, they're not. Right. So it's, it's just pet shelters that are now under that umbrella. So if you just legally cannot operate, you would have to tell your clients, no, I'm not allowed to. And again, how enforceable that is or isn't, uh, and how, again, your risk factor of of continuing to provide service when you're not technically allowed to, I I don't know. I I really don't. I think that that is a big open-ended question as far as what those rules are, how far they extend, and the level that they're going to be enforced. It's really what you're comfortable with, though. Everybody, it's, it seems like people have very strong opinions about this. Some people have just, com- some pet care businesses have just completely shut their doors because they don't want to risk any kind of contamination. And other pet sitters are still, and pet sitters and dog walkers are still 
doing walks because they need to pay the bills and that's just what they've are that's what they're they're okay with yeah we as a business are really at this intersection of needing to interact with people to make money and now being told to stay away from people and legally not being allowed to interact in many cases so how do we or do we even try and then that ethical and moral question of am i morally okay continuing to go out and interact and have some level of interaction knowing that i could possibly be contributing to the further spread and duration of this pandemic. Right. That's one of the questions is, should we stop all services to respect isolation? And not everybody's going to agree on this. No, There are going to be people from all sides. And we've seen, again, I've seen the gamut of people, as Megan mentioned, of as, as soon as this came out, people went, well, I need to do my part and I'm closing business. That way there's no risk of transference or exposure to not just me, but me continuing to be shedding it to other people as well. The other side of that coin is, okay, sure, that's all fine and dandy, but there are healthcare professionals out there that have pets that are still need, going to work. I they mean, need, people, need service. People who are in quote unquote essential businesses that need service for their pets, continuing that. And that is such a personal question. I would personally lean towards continuing to provide service in a very select, continuing to provide service to to a very select group of people. If they were first responders, if they were healthcare workers, I would provide service to them. And, and maybe do so in a more limited fashion. So say you, say you want to do a drop-in check and you normally you know, stay for 45 minutes and sit on the couch and play with the dog and throw toys back and forth. Maybe try to do something that's more outside where you're not touching all of the, touching as many of the client's items. Or if you were formally providing boarding services, whether in a facility or in your own home, maybe not offer that. Don't have people coming in and out constantly. Maybe or meeting them in the front yard. Meeting them in the front yard or switching over to do one-on-one -on -one walks only, yeah. where instead of doing pack walks, you are going to that person's house, meeting them outside or going inside to get the dog and coming out using all of your own equipment that you sanitize later, going for a walk and then letting the dog back in and then that's it. And, and, and really being creative and and how we continue to provide maybe not the same service but a service while knowing that we have to do our part to limit the transference of this so if you decide to stop all services to kind of respect the isolation um some people have commented should i like i kind of feel guilty about that and i i don't think you should I, I think that it, it's whatever, it's up to you how you want to run your business or not during this time. And if you feel that the best care that you can provide right now is not to provide care because of the risk of not only to your client, but to many people that you had potentially come in contact with, then you should not feel guilty about that at all. Right. We're seeing that across the board with other businesses, too. I'm sure you are all well aware of restaurants and other small businesses in your area that have gone and said, you know what, for right now, we're closing down. 
for the foreseeable future or for the next two weeks. We're just hitting a pause on this to reassess. That's an excellent business decision. If if you are trying to help limit the exposure, that's what you need to do. That's a really tough decision, though. And I don't know if I would say that's excellent because they're not they still have bills to pay like they. But more morally, that's you've got to follow what your compass there. And we all need to figure out what our role is in this public health crisis. It's public, meaning everybody can do something. If you're still offering services, there are things you can do to limit exposure, you know, hand washing, wearing gloves, sanitizing everything all the time. Not doing pack walks. Not doing pack walks, not going in doing large boardings, those kind of things. Doing drop-in checks versus house sitting. It could also be stopping service, depending on where you are financially, what the legal requirements are for your state or city, and assessing those. And and as always, being flexible, and maybe you can't offer walks, maybe you can't offer boarding. Can you offer poop scooping? Can you offer food delivery? Things that we've discussed and are being discussed ongoing. You know, what kind of things can you do online? Um, and that, that's where everybody is at this moment. If you do go into a sick client's home, I, I personally feel that you do have a moral obligation to let your non-infected clients know that you have been inside an infected person's home. Even if you haven't really come in contact with many of their things, I think it's still morally and ethically the right thing to do and the kind thing to do to let your other clients know that you've been around infected person's things. Those were the the three topics that Meg and I were discussing down in our kitchen, and uh, we hope you've enjoyed this kind of off-the-cuff moment for us. Um, We are still planning on having our full episode on Wednesday. We have Kristen Morrison on with us. Who has really been a huge resource during this time. She is organizing a community group online where many pet business owners are coming together to have kind of a brainstorming session on what to do during this time. Now, the recording with Kristen was recorded before the global outbreak of the coronavirus and COVID-19. However, a lot of the businessy talk is really limited, and we found out a lot more. The discussion focuses a lot more on, on who Kristen is and things that she's learned from being in business as long as she has. It was a great conversation with Kristen, and I hope you guys join us. If you're not part of our Facebook group, please, please join. There's so much going on in there and a lot of help from other sitters as we come together and figure out ways to still be pet care providers and still provide service during this time. It's Sitter Confessionals on Facebook. We hope that you know wherever you are in the world that we support you, that there is a community working to figure this out. And we, as the pet care providers, are going to come back stronger and we are going to fight this. 